All right. I wrote this song. It's called Song for Batman. Happy Batman Day, everybody. Thank you. That was my song, song for Batman. Musician, comedian, and radio host Chris Kilray shoots on Snarky Remarkable. And what's this guy doing up here in Manitoba? Manitoba. 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 Manitoba.
R.I.P. Why? The Clint Eastwood atmosphere broken only by the occasional raising of a single buttock to rattle the small space with a manly fart. We are rolling! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Hello! What up, snarky? Hey, you know, just chillin'. Snarks? Nice snarks. Yeah, I get that one a lot. Do you? It's so cute, yeah. I love it. Mr. Remarkable. Table I, for two? I, that's, what, that's how I book my reservations now, yeah. Thanks for being here, Chris. I can call you Chris. You can call we, me Chris because you knew me when I was Chris. We go way back. Yeah, we go way back. It would be irresponsible of me, uh, irresponsible of me to expect you to change to my identity as Snarky Remarkable. Your yeah. radio show's Two Princes. Two Princes. Your band is Snarky Remarkable. That's my band. That is me. Your other band. It's called Noise Generation. It's Noise Generation. We are noisy. It's um, something. You should check us out. You perform with your buddy. Perform with my buddy at high the class corporate events. Hi, yeah, we've got one of those high class corporate events happening just after we're done recording this thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. God, you're busy. I'm wearing a dress. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> do you have a, an assortment of dresses, or did you oh, pick I, one up for the event? Or I am um, recently. I discovered that tights are extremely comfortable. They're probably like my favorite thing. Yeah. I usually live an uncomfortably sedentary lifestyle, and I feel bad about it because I don't want. I don't want to mess up my jeans. My jeans don't stretch. <laughs> Well, you know, so yeah. I felt really bad about, like, I'm a little bit oversized for myself. I don't mm-hmm. live an active lifestyle. And I, it basically be traced down to jeans. Right. So now, so now I've started wearing tights because I do, I'm trying to get in a lotus position so that I can, like, meditate properly. Wow, you are one with yourself. I'm trying to become more one with myself. So I got these tights, do it. And they're stretchy, and all I just want to do when I'm in them is just move. I just want to lunge all the time. So I want to kick back with just your tights. Kick, kick back with my tights. And call it them. an evening. And yeah, but then it's like, I like the way they make my butt look, but I don't want people to have to see the way my butt looks. <laughs> Why? And them just because, you know. But you like it. Why it's, My butt else? is mine. I'm not here. My butt is not here for you. Oh. I'm, I'm not here to show off to you. I'm here. I'm wearing it for me. So like. I'm not your ass puppet, Yeah, dude. I'm not your ass puppet. That gift is for me and my wife. Thank you very Ooh. much. That's right. Congratulations. You're only a year married, right? Just Something a year, like yeah. We got married on August 11th last year. All right, let's get down the brass tacks, Chris. All right. You, you said you were born in Ottawa. Yes, I'm Capital born in of Ottawa. Canada. Capital of Canada. In Ontario. Greatest city in the world. Take that, New York and Hamilton. That is Like, Hamilton, the city, now. is not one of the greatest cities in the world. No, I don't hear. I don't ha- the, the musical Hamilton says that New York is the greatest. And <laughs> frankly, that cannot be because no. it's Ottawa. Because exactly. I was born in Ottawa. God, what are your memories of Ottawa? No, I don't even know how long you've been there. What are your memories of Ottawa? Ottawa. Um, I remember being homeless for a while. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I chose. I chose university over a place to stay, and I lost both. And um, holy shit! So you, I was thinking like maybe you were only there till you were a kid. No, I grew up Ottawa. when I. I grew up in a little town called Fitzroy Harbor. Which is like... In Ontario? In Ontario, which is basically Enola to Winnipeg. Okay. Um, yeah. And so there's, you know, it's a town of 600 right by a provincial park. So, you know, childhood was just being an awkward nerd, just biking around the provincial park all the time, being lonely, having no friends, being how, a little How overweight. long... What was this place called again? Fitzroy Harbor. Fitzroy. Yeah. Harbor. So you're right off the water. There's right a off harbor. the water, yeah. That's not it, just in, yeah, in there, the Yeah, we have... There's time where we there's some old stuff where it was like we were aiming to be the capital because of our water access yeah before they chose to go a little further up river to ottawa which they may probably made the right choice but um yeah fitzroy harbor was the thing there yeah. was a community center with two baseball diamonds and a skating rink outdoor skating rink cool um, yes did you have a chicken chef oh we had nothing no um, we, there was a after a while, there was there was a corner. There were two corner stores. One of them created this great, world famous fudge. I don't know how world famous. I don't know how far the reach was. <laughs> but Penny's Fudge Factory, they claimed it was world famous. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I've, I don't know anybody out here who know who knows of it. Does it taste it's, world famous? It's it's good fudge. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fudge fan, but I'm not a connoisseur. <laughs> not a fudge fan. But I'm not a fudge fan. No. I'm in chocolate. Funny. I'm. I don't like. I got this way on like soda pop. One elementary, I'm assuming. One high school. Oh, um, I guess. Um, no, not. Um, f- I started in Fitzroy Harbor Elementary. 
I did that as long as I can ride that one out, which was to grade five. Yeah. Then we moved, Then we had to go to school in Kinburn, Ontario, mm-hmm. which is about ten minutes away. Taking a school bus. Taking the school bus. Beauty. Love the school bus. Mm-hmm. I I always sat alone in the school bus. Well, why did you love it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> me time. Me time. Yeah, I like. I got to sit and stare at the seat in front of me and just contemplate reality. Yeah. And I got very... And they had a school bus for, like, picking up three kids, probably. So yeah, lots of space to yeah. stretch out. Yeah, and my friends were there. You know, we'd hang out on the bus. I'd hear them talking to each other, and mm-hmm. it was nice. And I'd just sit there and be like, yeah, and that w- I'm w- part of a community. What school is that? Uh, that was West... No, I can't remember what the name of that school was. Don't remember what it's called. Were you having? Did you were you able to make friends by going to this school? Because then, yeah, it's just you going back to your own. I was. Uh, I um. It was. Hole in the wall. It was hard. I didn't really make friends. It's exacerbated by the fact that I'm completely socially inept at this point. Brothers or sisters? I have a sister. She is a year and a half younger. Mm-hmm. She's a wild one. She's wild? Wild. Whoa. Wild. It was good, though. She so were, were you wild, or were you more security? I was definitely, uh, I was definitely not wild. I was, I never did much of anything. I just good. Get out of here. Come oh, on, man. everybody does something. I would sleep. Sports. You did sports. I did, I did, I was, I did sports. I loved sports. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good at sports, but I loved them. Yeah. So I'd always play hockey. I'd go uh, outdoor rink in wintertime. I'd be out there for like four hours. Yeah. Never got good. Are you talking like on a team or just shooting the puck around? I'm just shooting the puck around. I, they, my dad wouldn't let me uh, play hockey until I learned how to tie my, tie my shoes. Yeah. So I didn't learn how to tie my shoes until I was 12. So I didn't learn how to, so I didn't get to play in a league until I was 12. And by then I was so far behind. But what about summer? Were you playing baseball? Summer I was playing baseball. I was a first baseman basically because I couldn't run very fast. Oh yeah. I can't hit a ball. I've only realized now it was just lack of focus, you know, because you have to actually watch the ball go in and then hit the ball. Yeah. But you, I was, what, you, you staring off into space when the ball came? I mean, I'd be there. I'd be in, but I've never, like, I've discovered a f- dialed-in section. Like, I can dial in better now than I could back then. Yeah. And I was never dialed in. So I was like, I don't know. I think I've hit two doubles in my life, and oh. the rest were strikeouts. Right, right. Okay. So, yeah, so you kept moving on. Yeah. Sports, just Sports. Right. What about curling? You're, you're no, curling. no. It's just basically yeah, hockey. And I did football for a year, but I got manhandled. Yeah. It was something. Like, looking back, it's like I feel really bad for yeah. the team that had me just because I was the worst. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sure we didn't get any points all year because as soon as the ball was... Sent to the court. Of, I was an offensive lineman. Right. They just ran past me and tackled the guy. I'm right. pretty sure that was how it worked. And what, because of like the, the fact that you weren't great at sports, were you able to hang with those guys? Um, like, or they were kind of like, you know, you're not good I had enough. some luck with, luck with the hockey and the baseball, just because the baseball was only people in my town. So they're like, eh. I felt myself trying to, I felt myself hanging around with my peer group, like that annoying kid brother who you don't really want to be there, but has to be there. Yeah. You would be the annoying kid brother? I'd be the annoying kid brother with the people in my age group. And going into high school, same thing? Um, High school is different. Um, Grade nine, I went, I moved with my dad Mm -hmm. and lived in Ottawa at Glebe Collegiate. Glebe. The Glebe. And um, uh, Alanis Morissette <laughs> went there, so I knew it was good. Was her picture all over the place? Um, or did you remember there was, seeing her? It was her? around. Yeah. And she wasn't there in my time. But I remember that was a big thing because she just broke. Like, not just broke, but she was, it was huge. Her she name was, was, yeah, she big was at big. that time. Yeah. She, this was pre her slumming it with Ryan Reynolds, you know? She was, this is shortly after Thank You was out. Right, right, for sure. Then I said, I guess I found a friend group. I found these people who would let me hang around with them. Yeah. I got in a fight on like the first day of school. This guy tried to beat me up, but I accidentally like block. I'm not a good fighter, but I can accidentally block someone. First day of grade what? Uh, grade grade nine. This, first day of grade nine. First this, day at the school. Yeah, this grade eleven tries to mess with me, and he takes a swipe. And I guess I like, I like he was punching, and I blocked him like here and here. Uh, and, like, I just snapped his arm yeah. in a really awkward way. You snapped it? Yeah. On purpose. 
I did not. I was just trying to make him not hit me. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, don't hit me, please. Your and, defense became an offense. And my defense broke his arm, and no one ever messed with me ever since. Wow, so you I've had gotten, a reputation right I've from your first I've gotten one day. fight in my life, and I won it. Mm-hmm. And was that, that was the one? That was the that one was fight, the one. and I wow. guess it got around. Exactly. My karma pool became... <laughs> When you were walking down the halls, everyone made sure to clear the path. No, it was not nearly. <laughs> I, I then quickly followed and fell right nicely into, like, the skid group, I guess. Skid group. The skids. The skids group. Just now, sort of go, hanging out. Give me some of the details um, of, of hanging on the skid group. You know, just hanging out, with, hanging out with the smokers. I don't smoke. No. A bunch of nerds and people who don't have other friends. Right. Were they, were hanging they out in the basement. Beer? Of there was no beer. No, they weren't drinking beer. It was pretty clean. We're, you know, still hanging out with grade niners. So no acid? Like, no acid. I didn't get into drugs until I was 28. That's a good... Yeah, your brain's fully developed. I'm fully developed, ready to go. So that's how you do it. Bring man. it on. Yeah. But at the same time, I would have been done it by now and have moved on. So were you all academic in, in high school, would you say? You, um, you buckled down? No, I was really bad at sitting down and actually doing stuff. In class. In class. I got lucky that I can fart out an A, but <laughs> like, like the key of A. Um, no, but like... I luckily I've had the brain capacity to just be able to know things. Yeah. But oh, you have a photographic memory. Not even photographic memory. Just I, I can. Re- I guess I re- can retain it better. I can't. It's not photographic, but right. I can retain most things I hear and. So you found it a little easier. I found it a little than, easier. Than I can. People. I can put things together. So I didn't need to. So, but I like never studied. Mm-hmm. So I always was sort of mediocre. Yeah, and then but, you, did you finish high school? Oh yeah, I finished high school. Went to I finished high school. Got out of there. Went to university at St. Paul's University, which is has the third largest theological theological library in the world. I lasted about two and a half years before lasted. I crashed and burned. <laughs> it's that fucking. I blame the, the skids. I blame this. I blame myself. Let's be real. But what, what were you taking? I was taking theology. I was going to be a Catholic priest just because I thought that was the easiest way to become like a holy person without ever really the goal buckling to- down and. Learning, learning, reading. Instead of reading the Bible, I decided yeah. I'd learn about everything around the Bible, right, right, and try to just master the religion without mastering the religion. With with the main goal being becoming to, a priest, being a priest, so that I can go to heaven. And you know, that own... was important to me, going to heaven. Interesting. I that was my life, and um, I was not very good at it. And were you, were you a weekly? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, churchgoer. Yeah, when I was sixteen, I was named an elder in my church. Wow. Um, so what happened after two and a half years? Well, I just sort Paul? of realized that. Well, I got to I got studying religious history in the Catholic Church, and I was just like, "That's Harry," which <laughs> you, it you is, dove deep. which is not <laughs> like a, a bad religious histories is not solely owned by the Catholic Church, right? But that was the one I was studying, and so. You know, happened to be what my eyes were seeing on the page. And I'm like, okay, um, if this is religion and this yeah. is what religious religions cause people to do, yeah. then I don't know if this is for me. I'm tired of putting money into it. Right. I'm probably going to flunk out at some point because... I losing I, interest I can't just, every day. I can't just cram out a C paper for the rest of my college career. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Right, I can't right. just go and do nothing and then count on getting it done. Right. I mean, sure, it's worked so far, but... So did it just fizzle out, or was there a point where you're like, that's it, I'm done? It just sort of, I um, I forgot where my classes were and what time they were at. And, <laughs> and then I just didn't think... I didn't want, I didn't want to be a bother to anyone and figure out where they were, and it wasn't yeah. worth it to me at this point to... Try to remember where my classes were. Right. So Interesting. then, I, so they eventually you I just, just got a phone call one day to say going uh, and, you're not, in, yeah, you're not no longer enrolled. By that time, I was in auto. I was in Winnipeg already. Oh, so like, was it, it was shortly after yeah, that. It was that, like, that you moved here. You moved here yourself. Yeah, I moved here myself. I have extended family. I had a <laughs> line on a cheap apartment. Wow, I want a fresh beginning, a new start. New start. Got to find another way to get up to that gun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you still uphold your religious beliefs? Um, No, no, no. Um, By the time I was, like, I 
when I was by like year one, middle of year one at university, I was, I went to an open mic and they got me really drunk and my friends pushed me on stage and they had a guitar and I didn't know any chords. So I just started swearing into the mic and playing a, playing Mm -hmm. some stupid guitar chords that I don't really know how to do. All right. And that became my life and the genesis of my presence as an artist in this world. Now let's talk about your guitar a bit because that's one thing that has not been discussed is music or music lessons or instruments that you played throughout school. When did you start playing guitar? Um, Playing guitar was probably shortly after that or just I guess like six months before my first year of university I sort of bummed around on a beach for a little bit singing I made up stupid songs about like seagulls pooping in your eye and like children found it very entertaining and Mm -hmm. it was like okay I can can just be that guy who plays for all the kids at the provincial park right and it'll be fun how did you get a guitar how how was it's not not in your life my mom my my mom always has always romanticized the idea of being a musician. Mm-hmm. She write, she uh, worked for a community resource center and wrote some anti-bullying, anti like all these songs for different events that they would have. Get out of here, your yeah. mom. Your mom's my a mom, musician. My mom sort of is. Yeah. Yeah. She um, plays guitar and sings and tries to play the mandolin and you know whatever her boy's friends can convince her is the cool thing. Yeah. She'll try it. And um, so yeah, we. Um, Always had a guitar. We had an Ovation guitar. Uh, when I was eight, I think, she wanted to put me in guitar lessons, but they always hurt my fingers. Oh, so then yeah, I was like, brutal. I lasted about a week and a half, and was like, or I like lasted like two, two lessons, and was just like, this isn't for me, man. It hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want that. Right. You need the, I don't want the nylon hurt. strings. You need yeah, the nylon me, to practice. Yeah, but then it's like, who wants to play like that? Yeah. Well, make a guitarist, <laughs> I know, right? Man, and once you're playing on a nylon string, it's like, are you even playing a guitar? <laughs> <laughs> so, is that too much of a bold statement? So when you when you did that first open mic, yeah. uh, I think you said about a year into your your uh, St. Paul University there. Yeah, was that the, that was your first time on stage? As that was well? my first time on stage. Yeah, playing music. Yeah, playing these songs that you rehearsed for. So, so you I must have never, had these songs. For, I never played those songs. Those songs never hit a stage. Wow! I just I was drunk beyond anything, so I hit grabbed the guitar. And then just started swearing at people. <laughs> and like, you know, I, I swore at people musically, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I have some sort of a melody behind my incessant ramblings. Right. But that was definitely an inspirational moment because that was uh, yeah, the first time. And did you kept doing it while you yeah, were on I just kept, you know, people liked it. And the bar was like, we will get you drunk all the time if you come back. Really? And I was okay. like, Okay. That's what bars do. Get me drunk. Mm-hmm. And I would, so I go there all, I'd go all the time and I'd end up getting to other bars th- with this act. Mm-hmm. And people would go and see it and it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, good. And then, so then when you moved to Winnipeg, you brought the act. I, and realized that nobody had any time for that out here. <laughs> This is a city full of serious musicians who are doing the work. Yeah. They don't have any time for this guy who just gets drunk and spouts nonsensical obscenities. They already have Jay Williams for that. Right. But where were and you going? And he does it better. He is fucking great. <laughs> but where were you going? Like, were you going I to will, a uh, guitar open mic? Guitar Not necessarily open mics. stand up. Yeah, guitar open mics. I went to. Um, First thing I first thing I got off the bus on a Saturday. First thing I heard about was Dave McLean's Blues Jam. Yeah, and that's a times change. Times change, Lone, still going. Lonesome times change, times high and lonesome, high and lonesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you went there for like an open mic jam, and he thing? was just like, "Don't go on my stage." <laughs> what? And I was like, "Okay." Why would he say that? Because I was not blues. And he has no oh, interest for shit. anything that's yeah. not the oh, blues. Oh, after you, you kind of did your yeah. audition, as it were. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, no. I'll see you one day, yeah. Dave. And then, so then I'd play at, like, Dylan O'Connor's and way back when that existed. Mm-hmm. and At the Forks? Yeah. Um, Charlie O's, way back when that existed. Charlie O's, really? Yeah. Stafford and yeah. Um, uh, Grover. Grover. Grover, now the yeah. Grove. Um, when Paulette Lafortune was running that open mic... 
Yeah, so we're talking what? 2003? 2006. 2006. Okay. Because I remember you obviously going to the open mic comedy yeah. and where you do your act. And you never did straight up stand up without your guitar, right? I, Maybe you didn't always have your guitar on you, but you did. I, I'm asking, I'm telling um, you, but I'm actually asking. I tried it before, until like. Nelson's ones at Finn McHugh's. And that would be Nelson Mayer. Nelson Mayer's ones at Finn McHugh's. Performance anxiety. Perform- performance anxiety, yeah. Long-stunning yeah. uh, open mic comedy that's been ping-ponged around yeah. I met the Ben Fieldberg. Uh, before then, I never thought about myself as a comedian. That wasn't a thing. I was a, mu- I was a musician. Yeah. I was a serious musician who writes great songs. They just happen to be like not being breastfed as a child or, you know, priest stuff and... All these, you know, but I was a musician. I wasn't a comedian. People, I, my songs weren't funny enough to be, to make people laugh at the rate that they need to, to survive in comedy shows. <laughs> Have you been to performance anxiety? <laughs> well, that's what made it perfect. Um, I, I met, I met Ben Fieldberg and um, Clayton Stewart mm-hmm. at Pop Sodas. Before it got crashed into pop soda, I don't. Remember it is now that. the Goodwill, but yeah. So, yeah. so I met Clayton and Ben there, <laughs> and they liked my stuff, and they were like, "You should come to Finn McHugh's," and I'm like, "Okay." So I went there, and that was good. It was cool. So yeah. I got to play my songs, and people laughed at them at a good rate. And, I was and like, this, now we're talking about okay. Nelson Mayer. Nelson Mayer. Like, he definitely kept a, a group of uh, ragtag funny guys yeah. uh, coming to his shows no, no matter where the uh, venue was. Yeah. And you it's know? just like and if you were not, in that group. I was in that group. It was, you know, I didn't, I remember I tried going to the Cavern once, and John B. Duff was just like, you're absolute trash. <laughs> you're playing music. Yeah, um, you know, drop the guitar, come up with more jokes. And, yeah, he's you know, like the Mitzi Shore back. of Winnipeg, you know. And and the- yeah, and it was just like, oh, well, that does that. <laughs> well, there you uh, go. There, that says that. Yeah. I, I thought I came at you with my A game. I got nothing. Right, right. And then, so then I just, you know, hung out with those because, like, comedians are the worst people on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Which made it good because, like, when you're at Nelson's, you're not really hanging out with comedians. Well, they 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 have the dream. They have the jokes. They have the dream. Um, I'd say anyone who has a love of being on stage and trying to make people laugh Go there. Is, is a yeah. comedian. Not necessarily a professional or successful. Yeah, comedian. you're not like nobody. I mean, very few people there have the misguided eye that if they keep doing this thing. That they're going to get recognized, they're going to get put onto the Winnipeg Comedy Showcase, right? And then from there, go to rumors. So you're performing at these shows under your name, under um, Chris Kilray for a while, and then Chris Kilray, and then I went to an acoustic open mic once, and there was a group called the Acoustic Cats. And so where was where was this? This was at I believe that was probably Dylan Oak. Oh no, that was Finn McHugh's at the open mic hosted by Guy Abraham, the music open mic that they used to have. Okay. A long time ago, and they'd show up early, sign up, and then leave, and then they'd come back like five minutes before their set, mm-hmm. go on play, and then leave. They would, they, that's the host would do that. No, not the host. The, the, the this, uh, this like, open mic act. Okay. And they were just dinks. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. were, they were absolute dinks. They play more than three songs. They would break all the rules. They were rebels. Yeah. Rebels, I say. You know. But that didn't stop you. It didn't stop me, no. In fact, going. I know, and I was like, what's the opposite of acoustic? Electric. And I came up with electric cutie for a while. Electric cutie. And for a while, electric cutie was a thing. And that, and was, that was not just you. That was you and. That was me and. Musicians you could find, or yeah, you had a core? Usually, no, usually I'd, um, I, I, I'd try to find anyone who wants to play. The call was anyone who wants to play on a stage with me. We're not going to practice, so we're just going to go. <laughs> I don't play in rhythm or in tune. Right. And that was sort of the thing. But I was like, if you want to play on stage, I'll play on stage. Come play on stage. Be part of Electric Cutie for the night. Right. Had some horrible shows that way. <laughs> some very fun nights of loud noise. Yes. Sleeping on the streets, not knowing what I'm going to eat or if I am at all. How many tricks I'll have to turn to get the flow. And I don't know what I was thinking of. Because now I'm 
accessorizing. I have these hippies. They match, they're living with me right now. They match my furniture perfectly. They just sit on my leather couches and watch my 52 inch TV. And they're like, yeah. I walk in and I'm like, yeah, they're just great accessories. Really. What? So that was a really good Ikea. <laughs> And it was, it, it was my jam. Got to play with people like Tim Butler, Eli Herskovich, um, Neil Gable, I believe is his last name. Mm-hmm. He was great. He played like cello and he plays like banjo through a wah pedal and stuff as well. Oh, wow. Some, yeah. Is that still a thing? Um, not so much. On YouTube. Um, you can see it. Uh, I, there might be some. Cheating. Yeah, there's a few things on there. Yeah. I tried to scrub the internet, but I there were some <laughs> things where it's just like, you know what? This one isn't half bad. Yeah. We had a good show once at mm-hmm. Bella Vista, and I kept it, because why not? Is that around the time after uh, Electric Cutie ended, you, the Snarky Remarkable name yeah, kind of hit you? Yeah, once Electric, Electric Cutie ended, Snarky Remarkable. You're I like, just, I, 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 I got to get something, something I need better something than Electric Cutie. Yeah. And, Snarky Remarkable seemed cool. I was going to use. I was like that. I was going through a period where like I was coming up with really good band names. Like I wanted to start a all female punk band called the Zen Diaphragms. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> just because I think that's a great title. Yeah. A band should have Sometimes that name. Sometimes a title is all you need. It's all you and, it's, and everything w- falls in place. Yeah. And it's what I wanted. And I came up with you know, uh, for a while I had another band called Fight or Flight. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Fight or Flight, who was, like, a superhero whose power was just, like, running away. You and a specific yeah, other no, me musician? Me and James Taylor. It was Flight good. or Fight? Fight or Flight. Fighter fight. or Flight. Fight, fight or, or Flight. Okay. Yeah. And it, we lasted a while. We had some... We lasted about a year. Mm-hmm. And we had a few good shows. Got to play the Pyramid. Got to do that thing. Right. And, you know, they taught me how to sort of play... How to follow a drummer. I've managed to, you know, learn how to eventually seed the need to play in my own rhythm and tempo all the time. Right, because up until this point, mostly, it was just, I was just like, you follow me. Yeah, you guys don't, we've never practiced. I'm going to play with my guitar. You're just going to follow. I don't like to tune before shows or ever. You don't like to tune? I used to never tune. It was just like, why bother? Well, because <laughs> so all the strings are aligned, good. you know? Like, yeah. I don't, I can, eh. but what if what if he, the guitar's been sitting there for like a year? Yeah, well, it never was. But That's true. I guess. I guess. But, you know, I never needed to. I wrote these songs. You're self-tuned. I wrote these songs with the guitar in the specific tuning that it was written in. Yeah. I I never changed anything to make these songs anything other than what they were. All right. All right. And, Fair enough. You know, they always were. Songs that had some potential played by a terrible mess. It's like, um, uh, hey, if I'm Picasso, I don't have to wash my brushes. Was, yeah, exactly. Why would I need to wash my brushes? Picasso. <laughs> um, so that was my uh, art form, I guess, for a mm. while. Um, but they taught me to tune my guitar and play in time. Yeah. So, which was nice. And that carried over to and the. And that uh, carried over. I tune my guitars now. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say another band offshoot that you have is something called Noise Generation. Noise Generation. Noise All Generation, right. I just learned to not play guitar. Yeah, you're only singing. You're only vocals yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, only vocals. After uh, me and after um, Noise Generation, after um, Fight or Flight broke up, like a month later, I was checking out Kijiji and this band was like. This guy was like, we need a, a bassist and a vocalist. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I know a vo- I have a bassist. I know a bassist. Yeah. I can sing. Why not? And right. we hung out, and it was fine. It was fun. You know, I got to we play some hard edge stuff. It's like my. It's a heavier sound. It's a heavier sound. Yeah, Way absolutely. back when I was 18, I was heavy into like the punk scene in Ottawa. Yeah. I loved punk music. It was just wild and raw. So you were going to going to a lot of shows. Yeah, I was going to shows. I younger youth. Yeah, when I was a younger youth. When I, when, I was, when I finally moved to the big city, I would catch... I had nowhere else to be. I wasn't studying for my exams or anything. Right. I, was, I wasn't doing work. So it's just like, what shows can I get into for free, you know? Yeah. So I just, you know, would schmooze and figure out where I'm going in the night. And, yeah. and in Ottawa, they have some great... They had, back then, they had some great bands called... The, like, there was, like, the Riptides. 
And the creeps. I think I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. The, reptiles the Reptiles. The Reptiles are great. Right. But they were my life. I was just like, loved that band. Local, local. Local uh, Ottawa. Ottawa band. Ottawa band, the Reptiles. Are they still around? They are. They um, oh sold to. They sold out to him. Or not sold out. They were signed <laughs> to a label. They were signed to a label, and they make, you know, very nicely produced albums. And I'm sure they do the same shows. And their shows were wild. He's just like swearing and spitting at everyone. Yeah. And everyone's just rocking middle fingers and like. How does the Manitoba music scene? fair here when i got here they're like you should take yourself a lot more seriously yeah but like otherwise we there's like the music Winni- manitoba winnipeg has like the best musicians mm-hmm. like you know we have like atacariots's album was the best album of the year oh yeah like micah ehrenberg is the great best best singer songwriter ever songwriter i've ever heard yeah and it's just like they're all doing and they're all like micah ehrenberg plays like acoustic Led folk rock, and Atticarides is like you know wants to be dancey pop, and then you got bands like Thrill Thrill who want to be like harder edged, almost metal pop rock. Yeah, and it's like these guys are all on the same show, and it's just about you know they just want it's about the song. It's like do you have the best song? Mm-hmm. You know, and it can be any what it like. We've got so many different genres that are good. In Ottawa, there was a good punk scene and a whole lot of trash. Yeah. There wasn't very much that was great in the Ottawa scene, whereas Winnipeg, I think, uh, as far as SoCan go, we have the highest um, amount of SoCan checks going out to just this, just the Osborne Village. Oh, yeah? Really? Like, yeah. in all of Canada, it's all the SoCan checks for, like, songwriting royalties <laughs> wow. are here. Wow. Um so no one really has... It's not all about big big heads clashing. More or less, people are, like, are why, welcoming their ideas. Like, why, why clash with big heads? You're not going to make it right. in Winnipeg. Right. You're not going to make it by being the best in Winnipeg. Right, right, right. Everyone's like, you just... <laughs> comedians. Yeah. You're not going to make it by being the best in Winnipeg. Unless <laughs> you get um, those checks from SoCan. Like, musicians are much better than people with co- than comedians for that very reason. Right. And plus, you never know. They, you, they might be the guitarist you need in the future. Exactly. You know? You can't burn bridges. So it's like... And it's just a good... I've, I've found that the community is pretty good as far as being like... At the very least, not caring what you do. Right, and you're you're more you're definitely folk rock oriented. Well, I, at least I've, it's one man, I've one guitar. I've led with an acoustic guitar for all my life because I just didn't yeah. want to bother tuning or playing rhythm. But the new album, or the the album you dropped in 2018, yeah. which is called uh, Besides, 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 and vulgarities. Vulgarities. It's Besides, but you spell besides it and Besides, yeah, and vulgarities. I thought that was clever. Well, it's a clever wordplay. <laughs> you gotta love that. Um, but then it's it's very produced. It's a very yeah. produced. Style. I, Is that um, your handiwork? I hate acoustic guitar music. <laughs> Why? I just I would never. That's think, what you do. I would never think. To, I don't mind it. Like in a live session, it's easier. It's stripped down. You can understand the words. That's great. My words are what I like best about my music. So in a live setting, the acoustic guitar most benefits it because it's like you can hear what i'm saying over what i'm doing and that's what i like but um i would never when i'm at home i would never put on a acoustic record if like i'm not into acoustic led music very much it's not it doesn't ring i want to make i like guitars i want you know seven guitars on a track just all over the place you know, guitars and keyboard or guitars and synths. If and that's you want. reflected in your in, in your the, latest album. The latest album. It was. Um, I I'm not much of the guitars on that. Like my buddy uh, Micah is the talent behind the music on that one. My but um, Micah is Micah's pretty much my um, go-to guy. He knows how to translate the what my acoustic songs should have been if I was more musically inclined and could actually play an electric guitar well. So in a snarky show, he would be your your playing guitar as well. He is not my guitarist in snarky remarkable. We we both have in, immense egos, and they would definitely clash. He'd be like, "You don't sing well." And he, our, getting vocals in our, those recordings were rough because he'd just be like, "You are not good at singing. You should <laughs> let me sing right. these songs." I'm like, "But it's my album."
came in with a near fatal flesh wound. She was there, but she felt kind of ill. I told her almost nine in the morning. She told me that she was on the pill. We have our own project that we work on together called Craw. Craw? Craw, because my name is Chris and he's my ka. Oh, okay. So, so we're C-R-A-W. C-R-A-W is how we spell it. And that way our, our first album is going to be called Get Stuck. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Always with the jokes, Chris. Always, yeah. always with the jokes and the singing. Um, so, but yeah, but when you perform live as Snarky Remarkable... Uh, I hear drums. I hear, I think, a synth. Yeah. Um, on, on the album? On the album, there's, yeah, there's a bunch of synths. And like, to, do you try to recreate that with other musicians, um, or we, is it like a recording? We don't have the... Oh, I uh, have you're other, saying we. I have other musicians. I have a new... I have a band now that gets together. Um, it's Noah Jacobson, my buddy Charles again, on mm-hmm. the bass, and uh, Carrie Bilkowski on the guitar. We are snarky remarkable. Yep. And um, we don't try to nail the album, just because... The album's done. Right. You know, right. let it be. If you want to listen to the album, listen to the album. If you want to see the band play live, right. we're going to play live. Yeah. And we have a show on October 31st at the Albert. If you want to see us live. There we go. I'll plug my stuff right now. Are you now. guys going to dress up? You kind of uh, have to, yeah. right? You kind of have dress, to. Yeah. There's been talk that we, uh, they want to dress up like sharks, so that we can be sharky remarkable. But <laughs> That's pretty good. I that's know. a good one. I know. I'm I'm getting a suit jacket that's going to be covered in crit, like like sewn into it lights and stuff. Oh wow! Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's going to be so sweet. Maybe like a remote or something, yeah, or someone else controlling remote, it. They have remotes inside of mag actually. Really? Because I just took those like um, battery powered Christmas lights that blink and stuff, mm-hmm. and just gave them to a seamstress and be like, "Can you do this?" And they're like, <laughs> "We can do something." Right. So, that sounds really cool. Yeah. You, you always kind of rock the suit jacket, like yeah. kind of like the not Blues it's, Brothers. It's my but comfort. Black, it's um black tie, black yeah. suit, white shirt. It does the best of covering my stomach. Yeah, the- <laughs> a lot of my everything is just sort of self consciousness about my body. The jacket would also cover my butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> and these are things, and these are there's everything. The things that the audience doesn't think about, the, which are so important to the so to the artist. So important, you know. You yeah. know, and that's sort of why I wear a suit jacket, and, <laughs> and you know. And then you were also saying you have a gig with uh, Noise Generation coming Noise up in Transcona, on October twenty sixth. October twenty sixth at Rookies, opening for like Truce Beware and some other band. I still don't know who's on the bill. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a time. It's a reunion show. It's a reunion. Yeah, we uh, our last show was at we opened for Teenage Head, which was oh, awesome. Wow. Yeah, huge. Yeah, we played at the yeah it was we, where where was that at the Pyramid? Oh wow! Yeah, we wow. opened for Teenage Head, and it was so. And good. Were you a fan of them? Like, I was. Yeah, because are they Canadian? They are Canadian. Yeah. Was it would it have been the scene, the Ottawa scene, or Vancouver? Uh, well, um, I can't remember. Well, I don't know. Uh, well, by the time I was around in the Ottawa punk scene, like they were already done. Yeah, I'm not sure where they were from. They had the name, but they like, were famous. As a they were band. famous, and yeah. like when I was hanging out with the people in the things, we were always loving teen. It was always about teenage head, and then the local scene. Right. You know, it was like teenage head. There's a band from Chicago called the Queers, um, the Descendants. Those are the three bands that anybody cared about. Yeah. Besides the local scene. Right, and right. And then it was just, you know, Creeps, Bella Bombs, Riptides, yeah. you know, and it was just like, and Teenage Head was there. How did you get to open for them? Was um, that something you requested yourself or we, you were approached? We played, Dave, who we played at um, the Road to Indie Week last year. Yeah. And we didn't get very far because we weren't very good. But Dave really liked us, the mm-hmm. owner of the Pyramid. Yeah. He he loved us. He th- likes our energy. Our energy is admittedly very good. We have good stage presence, and he thinks we are wild times. And yeah. he thought that we'd be perfect for Teenage Head because we're you know very rocky and upbeat, and 
They're a punk band. You seem to play a lot of festivals and stages throughout uh, Winnipeg and Manitoba. I try my like, best. Oh, well, like, have you done the Folk Fest? I, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not there yet. No? Probably have about three years before I, c- I can approach them. Other, other festivals? Hoot Owl. Hoot Owl. Hoot Owl, which, Hoot Owl. Hoot Owl, which is a Hoot great Owl. festival. Yes. Hoot Owl has all the bands. They're banging on my door. We were amicable before. But now my body has become their candy store. They are located. They are in Toulon, Manitoba. Love Toulon. Yeah. Robin Chestnut, shout out Chestnut Farms, honey. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it seems like seeing your uh, snarky remarkable pop up and just like maybe it's just yeah. it seems like you're always doing shows to me. Like you're, yeah, you're, 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 I'm trying to book as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and just yourself, you you book all this stuff. Well, yeah, usually. Right. Um, sometimes they hope. Usually they fall on my plate. I'm not usually very good at going out and getting them, but, mm-hmm. you And know. you're also busy with a radio show, We've Two got Princes. Two Princes. And how long's that been going on? That's been going on since May? May of 2019. 2019, uh, yes. CKUW. CKUW. 95.9. 10.30 p.m. until midnight. 10.30 to midnight. Woo-woo. On Wednesdays. 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 And what made you decide to start a radio program? Well, me and my buddy, we were recording our album. Who's the buddy? Um, his name is Micah Braun. He is... A musical genius, mm-hmm. you know, who neither of us can really get it together separately. So we, he, uh, he's a man behind my album, pretty much. Yeah, and oh, um, behind the B sides, yeah, and behind the sides and vulgarities, and um, we found that the most fun of like we really enjoyed making the album together because we just get to stay up until like seven in the morning and just get plastered and make an attempt at music and. It was fun, and most of the time we'd go on these random tangents as far as conversations go. Yeah. And while we were recording, and while we stopped recording, we were just like, we miss these conversations. And so we were like, how can we get into, you know, just randomly talking again and give us a reason to stay up till 7 in the morning randomly talking to each other? <laughs> yeah. And so we came up with this radio show. We pitched it to CKUW. Yeah. And they said yes, and... Were you, so you were there on. in a pitch. Was it actual like pitching a show? Oh, well, yeah. Or is it just a couple of emails? A couple of emails. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, we accept it, and that's great. We've been rolling. Yeah. So check out the radio show Wednesdays, ten thirty to midnight. Ten thirty to midnight. Midnight. Uh, two princes, um, and of course, snarky remarkable all over, all over Winnipeg. Just, yeah, I'm I've, just amazed how like. It's great that you're constantly getting up there, constantly going on stage. You said you had an album in the works. Yeah, working on... That's um, a snarky. Yeah, Did You Have Fun is going to be the title. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> it's good. And it's going to be Exciting, same thing, kind of band, band, not just... Uh, yeah, it's going to be... I will never put out solely acoustic music on a thing, because it's not something it's I not what you want to hear. So I don't, I don't assume that anybody else would want to. Uh, there's still... Or uh, I assume that nobody else wants to. Right, well, This I is do. in the 60s. Hey, snarky. Yeah. What is the deal with the parody video uh, of Sean Mendes? Oh, Sean Mendes? Sean Mendes, yeah. Uh, treat You Better. Treat You Better. You yeah. put that out a year or two ago. Yeah. And it's pretty good. I got to say, I'm very impressed. It's very Weird Al, of course. It's yeah. a parody of one of his hit singles. Yeah. Treat, it's all about knitting. Knitting, knitting a sweater. Yeah. I try to knit a sweater. But what's the original I, song called? I you treat you better. Better than he can. Right. <laughs> It's <laughs> about knitting a sweater, yeah. and it's really good. Like the video is really interesting. And yeah, uh, my buddy Mac. Do you remember Mac Johnson, Mackenzie? The Johnson? name's familiar, but I. Yeah. Oh God, names. he was. He he used to do the um, Nelson shows and stuff. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he he filmed the video for me, and it was. Because that's fun. something like you had to you you did the music for that as well, or is that just a karaoke um, version? That, that was just a karaoke version. Right. I got it. Was made it to be legal enough that they'd stop taking it down. And um, right, so yeah. you had to switch it up. Yeah, I tried a few times, but they kept 
taking it down because it was just playing over time. It was too close to the original, I guess. And yeah. So this one was just different enough, just amateurly done enough. To right. I was thinking I'd love cross. to include a little bit on the show, like just put insert yeah. a little snippet. Yeah. But I'm always afraid of that. Like yeah, I know it's, it's, oh, it's the worst. I just want to a sweater this weekend. Go out and buy some wool and needles. Jump right in. I couldn't understand the terms or figure out the sleeves or even stitch the ends. Tried to knit a sweater, but I made a scarf instead. Whoa, 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 whoa. It was really good. I wanted to say uh, how impressed I was by that. I thought, because lately I've been doing a lot of weird out karaoke yeah. shows at, at yeah, Johnny's. And uh, yeah, those are great. Oh God, it's a lot of fun. Like yeah. a lot of cool people just coming up with their own songs. And yeah, and, uh, yeah that would have fit right in, man. Last time I went, I was just like, oh, they're getting good at this. <laughs> so you went to oh, I, I, Yeah, I did a few of them. And did I you perform that song? I might have. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I know I did um, Bay Windows Open, which is about walking around the house naked and my wife leaving the blinds open. Um, so you were doing originals? I, well, I was doing parodies. That's a cover of, uh, that's a parody of um, Arms Wide Open. Oh. <laughs> but like, you know. Yeah. And for a while there, it was like, okay, you know, you guys are, you guys got your jokes in, but... <laughs> You know, I still felt I still felt like I was superior mm-hmm. based on the fact that you know I did that for longer. But then the last few times, it's just like, oh, you guys are nailing it out of the park with these. Yeah, your guys' yeah. songs are as good as mine, and you guys are starting to actually be able to sing well. Yeah, and their singing is, and I'm just like, shit. You're right, because it's like I'm a, getting, I'm losing my edge. There's a hardcore group there as well, yeah, just like how open mic comedy has their groups here and there. The yeah. Weird Al karaoke group, yeah. is, they're very loyal, and they're and they're getting and they're getting good at their craft. They're getting good. The kids are getting good, folks. We're doing the Manitoba Money Shot, and that means I'm going to throw 100 questions at you, rapid fire style. Here we and go. And you need to answer 90% of those questions. Uh, could be multiple choice, could be fill in the blank. If you get 90% correct, you win the money shot. Hmm. Have you ever won a money shot before? I've never won a money shot. Well, this is. Uh, I'm excited. We're going to pop your cherry. figure out what a one money shot is. It's a good thing. Because tonight's money shot is... $14.95. I just want to hail Satan. Name something green. Grass. Name something mean. My dad. <laughs> say say something mean. You're a jerk. Do you play Fortnite? No. Do you say goodnight? Yes. Do you dream? Yeah, uh, sometimes. Best toy? Um, rock'em sock'em robots. Nice. How big is your dick? <laughs> Six inches. <laughs> Small. <laughs> Best breakfast in Winnipeg? Um, Clementine's. Clementine's. Favorite game show? Um, Price is right. Favorite song you played on guitar? Um, Float On by Modest Mouse. Anne-Marie or Shania Twain? Uh, Shania Twain. Favorite Radiohead song? Um, Idiot Tech. Favorite sandwich? Club. Did you camp this summer? Uh, yes. How many pairs of socks do you own? Too many. Last movie watched? Uh, Death to Smoochie. Have you seen Casino? No. Have you seen Goodfellas? Yes. Have you seen Raging Bull? No. Who directed Casino, Goodfellas, and Raging Bull? Scorsese. Name a Beastie Boy. Mikey D? Yes! I'll take it! What's a good name for a dog? Um, Rover. Have you ever owned a dog? Yes. Have you been on a horse? No. Name a famous horse. Um, Seabiscuit. Favorite celebrity? Um, Wayne Coyne. Who? Wayne Coyne is the lead singer of the Flaming Lips. He's probably not a celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite child actor? Um, Macaulay Culkin. Name a diva? Uh, Beyonce. Name a Saturday Night Live player? Um, Anybody. Um, Will Ferrell? Do they nice. have to be common? Absolutely. Are you racist? No. Are you a rapist? No. Jack the blank. Ripper. Jack Jack and blank. Jill. Samuel L. Blankson. Jackson. Jack. Jacksonson? Jacksonson. There you go. Did, did you like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Uh, yes. Uh, do you carry a pen? Yes. What's Winnipeg's best kept secret? Um, the burger at the Royal Albert. Uh, small, medium, or large? Large. Favorite guy with a beard? 
Um, Jack Black. Favorite mustache dude. Brett Reynolds. Favorite goatee groomer. Favorite guy with a goatee. <laughs> um, <laughs> the guy, Darren Malakian from System of a Down. Oh, sure. 7-Eleven or Circle K? 7-Eleven. Eaton's or The Bay? The Bay. Uh, name a kind of potato. Uh, russet. Nice. Uh, name someone who uh, worked with Conan O'Brien. Um, Brody Stevens? <laughs> I think that's right. Uh, La- last not. book read. Last book read. Um, ha- hardcore Zen. Uh, uh, last news- newspaper read. Seven years ago? The last menu read. Um, where was I? Oh, no. This is way too long. Um, last menu read. Last menu read. Oh, uh, Steve wins uh, Vegas. I got a snapshot of it. Of a menu? Of a menu. Okay. My, my wife's parents. <laughs> sure. Okay, how long does it take for you to urinate? On average? Six minutes. Favorite genre yeah. of music? Um, alt rock. Best Winnipeg Folk Festival performance um, that you've seen? I've uh, C.R. Avery a few years ago. Name a, a heel wrestler. Heel wrestler current? Um, I guess anyone. Okay, uh, back former. when uh, Triple H. Triple H. Uh, name a movie featuring a wrestler. Um, uh, neighbors. Really? Oh, cool. I think Talk that's CIS. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Radio or podcast? Uh, podcast. Do you want Indiana Jones 5? No. Do you want Ghostbusters 3? Meh. Name a Manitoba town. Uh, Toulon. Name another Manitoba town. Enola. Name a third Manitoba town. <laughs> Port of Prairie. Do you eat fish? Yes. How often do you eat fish? Not very. <laughs> Sorry. Yes or no question. Uh, do you put fish in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Name a Weezer song from the last five years. Um, covers included? Africa? Sure. Oh, very good, very good. Favorite number? Uh, seven. Do you know your own phone number? Yes. Favorite stand-up comic? Uh, Sarah Silverman. Worst comic book? Um, um, Black Hole? Favorite weather? Um, overcast, but cool. How many guitars do you own? Two. How many picks do you own? Seven. Uh, do you live with your mom? No. Do you gamble? No. Uh, are you a smoker? Yeah, uh, no. Are you a midnight toker? Yes. Uh, are you the Joker? <laughs> yes. Best Joker? Um, uh, Ledger. Name a cartoon moor. Moose. Name a cartoon moose. Rocky, 30 seconds. Bullwinkle. Hockey team. The Manitoba blank. Moose. Uh, what time do you wake up? Six. Do you hit snooze? No. Do you brush your teeth? Yes. How many times a day do you brush your teeth? One or two. Do you floss? No. Who's your dentist? 20 seconds. Um, don't know it. Ever run, to it, ever run into your dentist at a mall? No. Best mall in Winnipeg? Coralow Park. What's the food court uh, restaurant? Uh, Manchu Walk. After, after drive-thru, eat in or eat in your car? Uh, eat in. <laughs> Favorite prefer. place to order pizza? Um, uh, Aladdin. God damn it! <laughs> did I win? No. Ah, uh, how close? Yeah. Oh, not close pizza. at all. No, it was actually not too close. It was uh, 90. Uh-huh. 90. Oh, I feel, you know, I feel happy saying. to get to 90. Man, that's all right. It'll just carry over to uh, the next more available money, player. More, more prize for the next guy. More prize for the next guy. Very nice. Very nice. Chris. Snarky. Snarkers. Snackles. Snackles. Snackles McFackles. Uh, it's been a real pleasure, man. Thank you it's very so much. Um, for coming, as I said, we've known you for yeah, God, a, long a long time. Seeing you at the gigs, Are you ever going to do any more open mics like uh, the comedy? Because it seems like you're you're basically you shifted to the musician open mic. Yeah, if anything happens on a Monday or a Wednesday, <clears throat> besides the Wee Johnny's crowd, um, then yeah. Have you or done the Wee Johnny's stage? I for, have for not. I Spencer. have. I have Adamus, I believe. Yeah, I just have a terrible. Terrible anxiety when it comes to real comedians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm definitely the same way. It's been a while since I've done stand-up yeah. like uh, on a stage. Actually, Nelson's show at the the Limelight Tavern uh, oh. when he was uh, uh, Doctor Jacks was putting on shows there. Yeah. So um, the last time I did it there, and then even before then, it was Handsome Daughter, and yeah. you know, just the last two memories weren't that great. So it's yeah, kind of no, hard to get back up there. Um, but uh, apparently, it's very successful. Yeah, people like it. People like, like it. A dick. Yeah, it's good. Um, but definitely, uh, you got shows. Yeah, I got. Please shows. go check out his shows. Listen to him on the radio Wednesdays ten thirty CKUW. Can't wait to see your shows. Oh, and also, um, you, you now you have shirts. I do have shirts. Yeah, 
I forgot to bring one for With you. The, it's a cool little logo, too. Yeah, like, my buddy like, Chuck made it. Is that it. like... Uh, uh, sex pistols is it, it kind of kind of looks like kind never of mind the, the boss yeah yeah your your buddy d- designed it yeah yeah they look really good yeah i was really happy with it and they're available at your shows they're available at my shows if you can if, remember to bring them yeah I, I will remember to bring them to my shows i was meaning to give you one but then hey, i forgot feel free uh, I'll, I will, I'll see you again at some yeah, point then yeah then i'll absolutely. have a shirt for you at the cavern at the albert at the albert at the Albert what about New Year's? Cavern. Do you have a New Year's gig? Um, no, but I have a, a winter solstice gig at the garage mm-hmm. on the 21st. Nice. You speak French? No. So they're going to have to deal with that. Exactly. Take take that. That's What? what? You think Snarky Remarkable is going to conform to your language desires? No, no. I don't play that game. Exactly. I don't play you. I don't play you me. You play me. You right. booked me for tonight because exactly. I begged your venue for a Absolutely. spot. Absolutely. Well, thanks again. Good to see you, Chris. Good to see you. All right. Cheers.